This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the podcast about wargaming where we choose a topic and discuss it for as long as the dice decides. So we're changing up the format a little bit. And now we're going to be uh, trying to give a little bit of time to just talk about ourselves and what we've been doing. So the first question we're going to be giving from probably from now on in uh, is... What have you been doing, Brandon? All right. How long? Let's talk. Six minutes. Oh, my God. All right. And the, the format hey, is you got still... three minutes for me, okay? So it's not that bad. Yeah. And and it is still 10 minutes of... At least 10 minutes of whatever the dice decides. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not, I guess I can roll into this slowly. I have assembled a lot of the stuff from the Infinity Defiance Dungeon Crawler Kickstarter. A lot of those miniatures are also usable in Infinity, the game. So I've built a couple of just the main characters. So if we start getting together, like in small groups to play uh-huh. a basically more board game size game, uh-huh. then I'll have the four main characters painted up so I could play one of them in my paint scheme. And I think mm-hmm. I also gave you, because they came with duplicates, which was quite nice of Corvus Belly to sort of give you two of each. So I gave you one to paint up, but I will have my version of it painted, hopefully by the time we start gathering to maybe play that. And yeah, cool. also, because there's so much time, that box also came with a bunch of O12 figures, which are it kind of like... came with a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, but I didn't... Assemb- Many armies. Okay, I assembled those, but that's, that's in the past. Right now, mm-hmm. I've assembled, I think it came with six O12 figures, which are kind of like a, if you think like a Judge Dreddy future police force. They've got mm-hmm. that kind of look to them, so I've assembled the six of those from the box, plus maybe another like 25 more guys on top of it. Because, you know, I got six in this Kickstarter. Of course, so because a bajillion guys for an army is not enough. No. You have to have a quadrillion. Yes. So I got the quadrillion and those have all been primed and I've started painting them and just working on a paint scheme for them. So Cool. Yeah, for me... Um, so I actually did end up playing uh, one game of... Uh, Infinity Defiance, the Kickstarter board game from uh, uh, Corvus Belly uh, with Leo. And I was, it was fun. It was surprisingly fun and, and kind of hard, actually. <laughs> yeah, because he's gotten the majority of the figures painted up. He's got the majority of the beginning figures painted up. Yep. So I don't think he's painted all of the last figures, but we had basically a whole bunch of the uh, Shazvasti, which is the, the first mission, and then the heroes painted up. So that was that was quite good. Yeah, he got the alien frog people painted up, but I think there's the expansions are what I've yeah. been painting basically. So, so would you consider having four people? Are you are you ready now for four people to get together and play a game? Yeah, as long as they yeah. don't, you know, work in a hospital. Screw front lines, sort of front line. They, yeah, or school with all of the kids that are vaccinated still. Mm-hmm. Um. Thank you guys for your service. Thank you, but no thank you. That's <laughs> no thank you. Thank you. Yes. I've just unfortunately part service. of the service is that we're scared of being around you too much. Mm-hmm. So um so besides that, I've actually um painted a bunch of orcs. And I basically for some reason, it's actually the reason probably is. I painted a whole bunch of 40k models, but not for 40k for our game, Blood of Stars, which is a um, war like skirmish sci fi game. So I started getting really into just 
you know, finishing off all my 40K. And basically what I have left, so I finished my Space Marines that I had uh, like in boxes forever. Yep. Just like I had like three or four Space Marines, right? Uh, and I finished those and then I had some, uh, went out and bought some Chaos and I had some Adeptus Mechanicus. Uh, and now my final thing is going back to my Orcs. And so I had all of these Orcs that I basically almost finished, uh, but uh, I'm actually on all of my last Orcs that were just unassembled in a box. And so it's 10 Ludas, a big ass Gorka knot, and uh, a war boss, and some Grots. And if I finish these, I've literally completed all the orcs in my possession. Uh, and you know what that means, right? It means you have to buy another 40K army? No, more oh. orcs. Oh, okay. <laughs> the same 40K army, because as you said, a bajillion models is not enough. You have to have a quadrillion. Uh, I, I so, yeah, so, you know, the new sculpts came, came out for orcs, and so I'm trying to, like, finish off my backlog so I have a reason to buy new ones. They did, I totally... Still working on it, though. Like, a Gorkonaut, Tent Ludas, and a War Boss, and a technically one orc and some grots is a lot of glass to paint. So... Yeah, I'm down with replacing, like, skirmish armies when they get re-sculpted, but... A 40k army is kind of intense to replace. No way, man. Although I did count and I'm pretty happy I have like over 100 orcs, boys. That's not including any of the tanks or any of the specialists, just like boys with, with either guns or, or a chocolate slugger. Mm -hmm. So, you know, eventually I'll get to the point where I'll have 150 or something like that. That'll be fun. Uh huh. Yep. So, yep, that is basically where I've been at. And that is six minutes, basically. So, uh, yeah. All right. So, get to the real topics, I guess you could say. All right. I think you have more real topics. Do you want to go for another one before I launch? All one? right. Sure. So we've, you know, we've been working on um, a skirmish game, and we've, we've been getting back into playing. So we've been playing all these games that have pent up, and 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 a bunch of them are actually really good, right? Like a lot of these skirmish games and a lot of these small games that we haven't been able to play have been awesome. So it made me start thinking, though, about like, how do you get people into these games? Is it better to get people in from the mini gaming side or from the hobby side? Hmm, sounds like a potentially huge topic. It, it, we could extend it, but we're just going to talk about it for five minutes this time. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's as long as it, we usually go with these. So how do you get people in? The hobby side, I find people don't usually transition over. I've seen it, but I find it's more rare. It's Usually when I see it, it's more people going from the, they get into the games because the games uh -huh. just kind of look fun. And then it pushes them towards like hobby projects. It's like, oh, I want this terrain piece. Oh, I want this, like, I want this diorama piece because I think this thing's cool. But I don't usually I see far fewer people coming from the hobby side into miniatures. Interesting. So you think that the gaming side is better to get people in? Yeah, because it's I more critical more, in, in getting people in funneling people into the hobby as a as proper. Yeah, I find more often people will be sort of familiar with the game's existence just because they'll they'll have gone to the board game stores like they're gamers, but not necessarily miniature gamers. Like maybe they're card gamers, so they're into the stores and they see all the miniatures in the store. Or they, in the past, it would have been comic books, but comic books have kind of lost their space 
in mm-hmm. what now are the hobby stores. Oh my God. I just went to the Harry Tarantula, which is a classic comic book store in Toronto. And yeah. the new store is really nice. It's on Young Street up north. And I think it's like in between two subway stations. So it's technically on the subway line. Uh-huh. Uh, but speaking of comic books, it used to be a comic book store mainly. Yeah. Now it's a gaming store. Half oh, of wow. it is card games. Like uh, half of the, the entire thing is card games. There's like a hobby section with Warhammer and games and uh, D&D. And mm-hmm. the comic section was like one rack, one, one rack. And I was like, what, what happened? Well, technically there was the rack for the new comics and the rack yeah. for the graphic novels. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this sucks. So I guess there's also, they have a lot of those sort of pop culture toys or pop they have toys. Some of those, they, have some, they had those yeah. as well, stuffed toys and, and things like that as an overall kind of cutesy hobby kind of thing. Yeah, I don't usually see those people who are into that stuff getting into the, into the hobby. But okay. hey, maybe if they're in the same stores, it'll drag people in just to be familiar with it. Okay, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Okay. I think the hobby aspect is the better way to drag people into the gaming aspect. So I think the, oh, the thing think is that's... we see the hobby aspect because you try, at the community level, you see people when they come in to play games and then they kind of join the group. But there is a portion of time before the uh, gaming aspect and the community aspect that you need to hook people in. And that is, in my, in my opinion, generally the hobby aspect. It's when you are not sure about whether you want to play these games because, you know, miniature gaming is, is kind of expensive. And the first thing you get hooked on, a lot of these people get hooked on is buying a box of miniatures to assemble. Like, you know, like when you're at home, uh, well, back in the day when you bought like airplanes and stuff like that, right? It's the same kind of thing. You just buy a hobby kit and you can kind of see it now with COVID. Games Workshop has done, and even Magic the Gathering, right? These are these games that we consider them lifestyle kind of community oriented games, but they've had huge spikes in product sales because people have nothing to do and they're like, okay, I'm going to either buy Magic cards and just like, you know, just open packs because it's fun right? And build decks or something, which is basically just a hobby. Yeah. Without actually never, playing. Or, or sorry? You haven't gotten to use them as much. Exactly. And for 40k, you're just buying them from models and painting them. And then you see people say coming and saying, hey, and I think you, we've seen this on community forums and stuff like that, is that they, you know, they have fun building, you know, with miniatures, building a force, you know, and sometimes just painting it up. Uh, or, or, or sometimes just even assembling it. And then they come in that, that you'll see them on, on Facebook or something like that, where they're like, hey, so I just finished assembling these guys and painting them up because they were fun. Maybe they played it a long time ago, or maybe they're just brand new to the hobby. And they're like, where do I go to play? Now I'm suddenly interested, right? And you might, that is, it might seem like, oh, they're, they're, they're coming to play the game, but the first thing that they got hooked on was the was the hobby assembling the miniatures and stuff like that? That they was got, the thing that they got drawn to the miniatures first, and then not even knowing yes. they could play the game. Yeah. Otherwise, if you're just about playing games, why don't you play like the myriad of board games or uh, video games out there? Mm-hmm. There has to be something about the physicality of the miniatures that gets you in, or you just have to be hanging out with other people who play miniatures. I'm not saying that like 
the the game aspect doesn't drag people in. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying from what I've seen, especially just the time during this COVID time, makes it seem like the hobby aspect is the first thing that hits you. You walk in, you see something cool, and it's not the game players. Yeah, it's I think the that cool might, minis. Yeah, I think that might be true for people who already play minis games. If you see another minis game with cool minis, you'll jump at it. Way around, I think. Okay. I think if you already play, you're more likely to jump in for the game because you already have broken that barrier and saying, oh, I'm looking for miniatures games. And now, I, oh, this game, look, the rules look really, really cool. I'm going to go and try it out and, and go to a community shop and say, hey, these guys are playing. I'm going to go try it out. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas because you have to have other people, right, in this, this community to actually go and play the games, um, and because miniature gaming is so deep, you have to have already broken that barrier already for people to want to try try it out. And usually that means they played a super deep game before, whether that's magic, which is a sister kind of hobby, or another miniature game. Okay, so from that logic, I think we're going near the end of this topic. But for those game stores that draw people in who aren't miniature gamers, I think it might make it important to actually have like figures on display because miniatures and boxes don't mean anything to people who aren't existing gamers. Yeah, it's true. Cause, cause just having just... a couple of beautifully painted miniatures, that's how it dragged us in, isn't it, when we were 12? Yeah, and possibly just put the box of product next to it in, in the display case or put some label next to it. Because, yeah, that's, that's our experience of yep. going from an and, and then they say, this could be your miniature into mm-hmm. 10 to 20 years of practice. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. All right. So that was our topic. That was uh, 10, uh, 11 minutes, right? So we're done. It was. Yeah. So uh, if you guys have any kind of uh, questions you want to ask us or, or things you want to discuss, or you just want to sh- give us a shout, you can contact us uh, via email at contact at diceovereverything.com. Yep, or find us on Facebook. We're Dice Over Everything. And if you want to join the group, it's Dice Over Everything group and let us know what you're up to. All right. This has been Alan. It's been Brandon. Bye.